is weight a symptom of something deeper or just merely a number, a mathematical problem of calories in, calories out? Let's take a deeper look. Welcome to Holistic Health Made Simple. Are you tired of chasing fad diets and endless workouts? Frustrated and confused by the conflicting advice on health and weight loss? Well, you're not alone. I'm Jolene, a nutritional therapy practitioner, and I'm here to guide you on a different path through holistic wellness. Together, we'll blend ancestral wisdom with scientific principles, making health and weight loss a reality. Say goodbye to yo-yo dieting and hello to simple, individualized steps that will help you reach your goals. Let's explore the power of healing your gut, optimizing your metabolism, and embracing whole foods. Ready to make that personalized wellness a reality? Let's get started on your journey to real health. Hey, hey there. In the last episode, we talked about looking for the root cause of something rather than just focusing on or just treating the symptoms. Well, what if we looked at weight the same way? A simplistic person would say, yep, it's a symptom of you eating too much and not moving enough. But is it just that? Or is there something more involved? What if something deeper is going on? Now, this isn't to say that energy balance isn't at play. Yes, you need to be in an energy deficit. But why not look at everything that is affecting that energy balance? What I'm saying is, what if there's a deeper reason that your energy balance is off? And that's why even though the math adds up, you're not getting anywhere. And again, those simplistic people would say, well, the math's adding up. No, it's not. You're underestimating how much you're eating or overestimating how much you're moving. But we need to take a step back, look at you as a whole entire person, and we need to address the whole person so that you can actually reach that healthy weight. So let's look at some of the underlying causes of weight issues. These are things that will impact that energy balance that we're trying to achieve to get to our weight goals. Um, Again, I'm not a big one on having weight goals. I want you to have health goals, but weight is a symptom of a bigger problem. So let's address these health issues. Things like imbalances in our hormones, especially hormones like insulin, leptin, and ghrelin. They disrupt our hunger cues. They disrupt our metabolism, and it makes it much more difficult to reach and maintain a healthy weight. Your gut microbiome. We know that the research says that gut bacteria play a huge role in digestion, nutrient absorption, and influencing food cravings. We also know that the bacteria makeup of someone who's obese versus someone who is thin is quite different. And we also learned that certain bacteria extract way more calories out of the food than others. So we want to have this balanced gut microbiome that will help us with the right energy balance, with the right brain signaling, everything. The gut controls so much, so we want a nice, healthy gut. On the other hand, genetics have a very small part in this. Oftentimes, we blame our genes when in reality, it's just because everyone in our family ate the same way. Who feels me there? Certain genes can, can predispose us to be more susceptible to weight gain and make it harder to lose weight. But that doesn't mean it's inevitable. Understanding that our genetic makeup predisposes us to certain things 
It's the epigenetic factors, you know, things, environmental influences and gene expression, which turns this on. So the epigenetics play a bigger role than the genes themselves. So you can blame your genes a little, but you need to consider how your lifestyle interacted with them to turn them on. And then we have medications. We know certain medications, including antidepressants, steroids, and some anti-seizure drugs have weight gain listed as a side effect. There's others that also have weight gain as a side effect. Just read that insert. It's long, I know, but you should know what you're taking and what the side effects are, okay? But knowing this does not mean you should ever go off of them without working with your doctor. It means that you might have to be a little tighter with your diet, work a little harder, change your lifestyle a little more to counteract those effects. It may make it harder, but it will not be impossible. Those medications for many of you are life-saving. Stay on them, but know that you need to work on root causes and work a little harder to get your health back in order and counteract the negative side effects of the medications. So to go along with medications and that kind of thing, we have chronic health conditions. There are certain chronic health conditions like arthritis, heart disease, diabetes, PCOS, that make weight management much more challenging. It doesn't make it impossible. And oftentimes when we can get our weight under control, these chronic health conditions improve. It's kind of like that circle. We don't want to be on that hamster wheel. We want to get off of it. So we want to do things and eat in certain ways that help us improve these conditions. So while harder, these chronic health conditions make it more difficult, it makes it all the more imperative that we work towards alleviating them. I hope that made some sense. Eating specifically foods that help improve your situation, removing foods that help improve the disease in combination will help you get to that healthy weight. It's going to be a little bit harder because you have to go a little bit slower and you have to take what's going on in your body and support it. That's the key. You've heard me say this before. We have to support your current health to make you feel better so that you can take the next step each time. We often forget that what we eat not only affects our weight, but affects these chronic health conditions. So think of it that way. You can do two things at once by changing the way you're eating. You can get to that healthy weight, which will make you feel better, and you can support your body to lower the symptoms caused by these chronic health conditions and even improve them. I've seen people improve all of the ones I've just said. It's hard, it's not easy, it's a long road, but take it one step at a time. Then we got stress. We all know stress is really bad for everybody. Chronic stress triggers the release of cortisol, a hormone that will increase your appetite and promote fat storage because cortisol will then increase the release of insulin and now you're in a fat storing stage um, and it also makes you really hungry which makes it hard to control portions and all of that or eat healthier. When we're stressed we often go to comfort foods so try to find ways to reduce that stress. And then we've got sleep quality kind of always goes hand in hand with that stress. Poor sleep habits will disrupt hormonal levels particularly those that regulate your appetite and your metabolism. Did you ever notice how a restless night 
leaves you reaching for a cookie jar or your junk food or just food in general when you normally maybe not hungry in the morning and the first time you wake up you're like starving and that's like so unusual for you well poor sleep will induce hunger um, and slow down your metabolism again it can release cortisol which then will release insulin then you know fat storage on and on and on so stress sleep we want to be lower stress and have good quality sleep. Sleep's also where our body repairs and does a lot of the healing, which will help us down the road in the long run. So get good sleep, start reducing your stress. The next two generally need some kind of help to get you through it, to help you work through the reasons why you're doing it. One is emotional eating. Many of us were taught to use food as a form of comfort a coping mechanism, even in times of joy, happiness, food was always there. So learning how to take that emotion and deal with the emotion rather than eating it away, especially when it comes to negative emotions. When we emotionally eat, we tend to overeat and go for unhealthy comfort foods that we had maybe growing up that we're trying to avoid now. So getting some help for that emotional eating. And the next one would be body image issues. Having a negative body issue and food insecurity will lead to an unhealthy relationship with food. So we want to make sure that everything we're doing, trying to get healthy, lose weight, comes from a place of I love myself enough to get healthy rather than I hate my body, I need to lose weight. And that sometimes requires outside help of a therapist. I am not a therapist and it's a hard one to break. Another issue would be a binge eating disorder, which you would also, again, probably need a therapist help to get through that or someone who is well-versed in dealing with that. We always want to come at this weight as a symptom, weight loss, getting healthy from a place of, I now love myself enough to take charge and get healthy so that I feel better and I'm able to love others, take care of others, whatever it is. That is the key. Then we get to a few areas that are more broad. They're not only a little broad, they're a little intertwining to an extent. Food access. For many who live in cities, it is really hard to find affordable, healthy, whole foods. Um, Again, in certain communities, there's no grocery stores, so they're considered food deserts. Those two alone affect getting healthy and losing weight. They lead to eating things that aren't healthy because there's only packaged foods, fast foods, convenience foods around. And the third one where I put in the same kind of category is a poor understanding of healthy versus skinny and a poor understanding of what actually is healthy. Thinking that You lose weight, no matter how you do it, you'll end up healthy. Well, yeah, kinda. Often, when you lose some weight, your health will start to improve. You'll see that sign. But you see it starting to improve, but it won't always continue. Remember, there are plenty of skinny people out there that aren't healthy. The idea that there is only one way to eat to be healthy, which is what all influencers and gurus out there try to push, it's not, it doesn't work for everybody. 
You have to look at the whole person and what that person needs, what they have available, and work with what you have available, what your personal needs are. Not the one way with all the rules and all that. And then we got all this propaganda of what is the right way to eat? When for some, that will just cause them to be unhealthy and overweight. And when I say propaganda, there's propaganda for meat eaters, there's propagandas for veganism. Honestly, as humans, we're built to be omnivorous, which means you eat meat and animal products and vegetables. That's it. We eat plant foods and animal-based products together in a combination that works for your body. And we can't forget the thinking that you have to be perfect. And if you're not perfect on your diet, there's no sense of even doing what you can. We forget that small steps add up over time. You do not have to be 100% perfect all the time. You do your best. I'm not saying that gives you permission to go off the deep end all the time. What I'm saying is, is you do the best with what you have at your disposal. And then finally, the biggest elephant in the room that not many like to address is metabolic adaptation. For too long, many of you, as well as myself, have restricted calories to the point that we got stuck eating a very low calorie diet because if we ate more than that, we gained every time. And a lot of people don't believe you. They say, oh, you're underestimating what you're eating. For some of us, our body had adapted to these low calories. It's not a huge problem, but it's a problem because we did it to ourselves, but we can undo it. But you have to be willing to maybe gain a little weight while you undo this metabolic adaptation to the lower level. I think I talked about it in a previous episode. I will link that below. So we've got some of the reasons why. And you can fall into one or many of the categories I just discussed. So what exactly are you going to do? What are my tips for you to undo this or start moving forward? First, educate yourself. Figure out one, what's going on inside you so that you are empowered to address it. And then learn all you can about physiology and how the body works. Then you can start listening to influencers and other people of how to fix the problems But don't listen to just one dogmatic approach because that may not be the best for you. And that's where working with somebody sometimes helps because they can cut through the noise, but not always because sometimes you pick somebody who has a dogmatic approach and then you're stuck doing it their way and it may not work. But first, educate you, learn what's going on inside you. That's the biggest one. And then second, do not give up. I say this for two reasons. Small gains add up over time. And two, just because you might have not picked the right path the first time doesn't mean you won't find it. So don't give up. Keep trying things until you find what's working for you at this point in time. I'm going to tell you now, I'm sure I said it before, what works for you today may not work for you in six months, maybe even three months. It definitely won't work for you in five years. So learning, and that's where the education comes really big, learning what's going on, and then don't giving up and being able to pivot. Those are huge ones. And then find some healthier recipes for the food you are used to eating. You know, those family staples you grew up on that you're not willing to give up, 
find healthier versions, find ways to tweak them to support you rather than be a detriment to you. And that goes hand in hand with learning to cook. I know this is a big one for many of you. Many of you say you do not have time. And remember, you don't have time for things you don't prioritize. Taking an hour or two on the weekend to prep things actually makes cooking a lot easier. Also, when you cook, you control what's in your food. And you're going to start simple. You're not going to make these complex recipes right off the bat if you're not a big cook. Start simple. Meat, vegetables. That's it. Meat, vegetables. Then learn to batch cook. Then you freeze all the extra in single servings. So then you have healthy frozen food at your disposal at any time. So you actually have meals prepared for you. That's the key is when you're going to cook, especially in a household that's small, cook extra. If you have a family, still cook extra, but always freeze in single servings. And I say that because sometimes it's just you that needs the food. Sometimes it might be a child um, because you and your spouse are going out to dinner or you and a friend are going out. So if it's in single servings, you can pull out one or four or ten, whatever you need at that time. That's why freezing in single servings is optimum. And then learn to think outside the box. What small thing can you do to make an improvement? You do not have to go to the gym for two hours to build muscle. You can do things in small bursts, spurts at home. You can do things off of YouTube. You can use water bottles. You know those 16 ounce water bottles are a pound a piece? They're like mini weights. So start thinking outside of the box. Also when it comes to the food you eat, think outside the box. What you were taught isn't working for you. So you have to start to learn to think differently and get help. Do not be ashamed to get help. If you have body dysmorphia, a binge eating or other eating disorders, get the help you need. It will make you stronger and more powerful to overcome them. Find someone to help you figure out what foods to eat. Find someone who has the knowledge in what you are dealing with. I get it. This is all at a cost. Find people that fit in your budget. Find people that give a ton of free information. Hello, I'm right here. Find someone that can help you walk through this journey to get ahead and learn. They should be a teacher, not a do this person. And I say that so that you don't have to be going to them forever. I've often said I have the worst business model ever. My job is to empower you to be able to do it on your own. And then always, always, always start with the basics. Real food proper hydration, and some kind of movement. Without these three things, don't go haywire on everything else because you don't know what's going on. If you haven't been eating real food, you're not properly hydrated, and you haven't been moving your body some. And when I say move your body, hey, a 15-minute dance party in your living room works just fine. So don't get enticed. Buy shiny objects. If you aren't eating real food, staying hydrated, and moving your body. You are not ready for any shiny object. That is the latest biohacking trend, the latest easy button. If you're not doing those three things, it's that simple. The next two things I would say that I would add on these is get proper sleep, good quality sleep, and reduce your stress. When you get all five of those down, you could try some of them biohacking things. They might actually work. 
I don't know. I don't try a lot of them. Keep it simple, my friend. Focus on your health over getting skinny and let the magic work. Once your health is improving, then go into cycles of calorie restriction if you need to get that weight off. And if you notice, I said cycles. Because if you've worked so hard to improve your health and your metabolism, the last thing you want to do is tank it by going on year-long calorie restriction to try to force hitting a number on a scale. I would love to hear from you. And to achieve this, I've set up a private free forum off Facebook where we can help and support each other. I'll link it for you below, but you can go to community.holistichealthmadesimple.com and look down for... uh, Welcome. It'll be over there. It's brand stinking new, so there's not a lot of people in it that are starting to talk, but I would love to have you so that we can start working through this together. To sum it up, weight gain can be a symptom of some of your other issues, but you need to know this as well. Weight loss is never linear. For many, it's like the most horrific, terrifying roller coaster with the ups and downs and loop-de-loops. Just know that it is perfectly normal that your weight loss isn't linear and that you can have some weight gains even though you're doing everything right. My friendly reminder to keep it simple and that a healthy body will release weight to never be found unless you go back to your unhealthy ways. And on that note, my friends, I will see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening in today. I hope you got some nuggets to take on your health journey. Remember, this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes. No medical advice is being given. By listening to this podcast, you agree to the full disclaimer, which is linked in the show notes. If you found this podcast helpful, could you take 30 seconds and leave a review? Your feedback means the world to me, and it helps others discover my show. Once again, thank you for being part of my community. Until next time, have a blessed day.